Hello and welcome. You're listening to Start Again with Shauna Lee, sponsored by Kit McKillop, Reiki Master and Intuitive Guide. This is the place where you will be reminded that it's never too late and you're never too old to do the damn thing. So stick around if you're ready to vibe higher and be inspired to chase your dreams. Together, we will uncover your soul's truest desires. Now, if you're ready, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I am introducing you to a new friend today, and I'm so excited for us to dive into this story. I feel I feel the juicy story coming. So Leanne Romine is an elite spiritual advisor, and I cannot wait for her to tell us all about her story and who she works with. But Leanne, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me on. I love to share. Yes. I love it. And I, uh, I love the way that we connected, um, especially because I, I feel that we're going to talk about all the good stuff, but my post in that group was one of those nudges that I not only heard and paid attention to, but I took action on. And I think, um, that's one of the things when it comes to trusting your intuition that people, that's the the biggest struggle, right? Is just taking action on the thing that you heard. Um, and I did, and here we are. So thank you. Mm, thank you. Absolutely honored. I love to kick these off by just having people give their own little bio, like tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about who you are and what you do in this world. Um, but specifically how you've embraced this idea of starting again. Okay. Um, well, for, to start off, I'm 60. I've had a nice, long, juicy, wonderful life. I left home at 14 and mm-hmm. began having babies and, and living life. I mean, that was the thing. So I lost my first child during childbirth. That gave me mm-hmm. an opening into a world that I didn't even know existed. I found out at that time that I was RH negative, which anybody that doesn't know about it, take a look at it. There's some uniqueness that comes with it and it explains so much. I was born very mystical and I could see and sense spirit and things and everything going on. But I was born into a family who were Jehovah Witnesses. So everything was considered evil. And so I learned very quickly to just hide that and keep it as quiet as I possibly could. So I I lived the first my first incarnation here up until the age of about 25, when my then husband, who I'd had my children with, and my, my son, who had survived the second one, um, he disappeared, just poof, one day, just disappeared oh, wow. on me. And so I was left with a new home, a new car, a, a job at an accounting place, at, at escrow accounting that I enjoyed, but it still wasn't me. And all of these questions of what did I do wrong? What's going on? And... Um, I gave the house back. I gave the car back. I just had to actually get into myself. And I decided at that time, the only thing that had been constant in my life was this sense of knowing there had to be more. And I walked into a bookstore that ended up being metaphysical. And so that was my first reincarnation. I quit my lucrative job because I didn't know I didn't want to do it on my own. And in my day, you just kind of didn't do that that much. It wasn't common. Right. And I became, I worked at the bookstore. So that, that was my first thing. I just went from, you know, running million dollar desks to working in a bookstore about things that I had nothing, no idea about. 
And so I started my first experiences were the, with the Lazarus materials, which is a channeled entity and how to create reality and all this stuff. And I just loved every moment of it. Um, that was the, the first reincarnation there. I then met a beautiful friend that he was the mailman and he would come in afterwards. And it was just, we were both in separate relationships doing our own thing, but we were very close and learning a, along the spiritual lines together. And, um, I had moved from my hometown of Phoenix, Arizona, up to Prescott, Arizona, and was in a relationship with someone that was not, as I was held at gunpoint until I could escape. And I called my dear friend who came up and began a relationship with him. At that point, he decided he was not leaving me. And we have been together now 37 years. Oh, yeah. So it was, that was my second one was totally doing that. And the thing with that too, is that he, was he's a bit older than me. He wasn't supposed to have children. And he and I kept telling him as a psychic, I keep seeing this child. And he's like, I don't think that's going to happen. But if you want to be the mom, that would be okay. And it's like, I just see it. And after we moved to his hometown in West Virginia, within a month, I was pregnant with his daughter. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it was just absolute. To me, they've got your back. When you delve into your spirituality, your life opens up. And it did. So that was our, our second, we bought an old Victorian home and we redid the whole thing. It was absolutely amazing. I can drywall with the best of them, man. I learned how to do this whilst pregnant, no, no less. It was, it was an amazing time. Um, we did that. And then I decided after his mother died and I had my daughter that I just needed some time. So I hid. I went in and blessed, I had this amazing husband and we had built a business together. So he was supporting us through the whole thing. I stayed in that beautiful Victorian home in one room and I blossomed up to almost 450 pounds. I refused to leave. And I realized through doing that, that my depression and anxiety was so through the roof that I just couldn't cope. But, but what it did, the, the blessing from that was I delve so deeply and I'm still always doing my readings on the phone. I've been a professional psychic for 30 some years now. I had a beautiful relationship with the outside world from a phone. Okay. And when, uh, shortly after that 10 year mark hit, um, I realized my husband was sick. Something was really wrong and he was making some mistakes and things weren't working quite right. And we, I had to pull myself together Found out he had congestive heart failure. And so he went in and underwent open heart surgery and sitting in, we had a rental business. That was the business that we had in this tiny little town. Um, I remember sitting in his heart surgeon's office. I got the call from my doctor that I had breast cancer. And as you know, I was realizing I'm going to have to put things back together here. I don't know how to run our business. He's been doing all this. And the mayor from our city called. And said, you know, I know where you're sitting and I know there's nothing you can do about it. And he took everything, took it all, leveled it to the ground, like put our people in the street. And my husband had been making mistakes that I didn't know about. And he wasn't thinking properly. I don't know if you know anything about heart failure, but it can create all sorts of, and it was a lingering thing. Yeah. So I, we're still in, I can't say too much because there's still legalities going on with it, yeah, yeah. but literally put out all of our families and us, We I just done. Wow. And so I decided at that point that I had to do this thing. I had to get back to life. 
And it's like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make a living doing my little $65 an hour readings? And I had a small gathering. But in the meantime, in comes COVID, in comes all the things. And I learned how to be a coach and how to put it all together in all the beautiful ways. And I now have this amazing business called Ignite You Global. And I have clients all over the world. And we work to help them to really experience their own inner transformation and shifting their lives into that sole purpose that we all have. It doesn't have to be woo. It doesn't have to be spiritual. It doesn't have to be anything. But yeah. when you're in alignment, life starts working. And so that was my third one of being able to come back. I've come back through cancer twice. I've built million-dollar companies twice now. And now we, we work for ourselves. In fact, the big, big thing this past week, I retired my husband. He was, oh, he's how now exciting. able to come home and, and just be, he's my first full-time employee. Yes, absolutely. It's fun. Oh my gosh. Um, mm -hmm. That is quite a start again story, I have to say. Time and time again. That is really incredible. I see so much inspiration in that story, but I'm, I'm curious, what inspires you most about your own story? What inspires me both? It's the resilience. Just purely the resilience. When I came back from um, breast cancer, my my husband's mother, the one that had passed, but when I got sick, I wanted her to be my mom so badly. Mm. And she disapproved. I mean, this is Bible Belt country. She disapproved oh, of yes. everything I did. I came in with a 15-year-old son. And the only redeeming factor was I had her grandbaby that she didn't think she could, you know, was going to get from, from yes. her son. And so we, we had bonded a little bit. Um, but as I was under... And coming back, I didn't want to come back. I was out. I'm like, my daughter is old enough. My son's taking care of everything's okay. I have no reason to come back. And I remember so vividly her beautiful, just tiny little itty bitty thing, putting her hands on my face and saying, sweetheart, you have to go back. And I'm like, but your son has it all. He's got it covered. The kids are fine. Your family's good. Life is good. It's okay. I can come be with you. Let's. And she's like, no. You have no idea how many people are waiting for you. And she pushed and I came back in my body just instantaneously. And at the same time, that same channel entity, Lazarus, that I had come to love so greatly was with me as well, saying, you're coming back. And then I saw my daughter's face and that was it. So to me, that resilience of knowing there's always more than what you know. I had no idea. And for that one entity to come in, that would be the one person that would judge me to say, no, these people need you. This world is changing and they need you and they need you now. And I came back. And to me, that that inspires me every day to know that if I could be at that point, literally suicidal within a circumstance where I didn't even have to do anything, just leave yeah. um, and yeah. still want to come back for something much bigger than me. Um, that's a blessing. And I think we all have that within us. It's there. If it could be there in me, it's there in everybody. It just plain has to be. Yeah. It was a spiritually, divinely inspired moment in my life. And I think it does. I believe wholeheartedly that our world just took a huge shift. And this glorious, wow. beautiful planet that we are on yes. is going to survive with or without us just fine. Yes. But yes. in essence, the old paradigm is done. And it's yes. our work now. The people who are consciously leading this world through being heart-centered and caring and loving and being for more than themselves, are creating a new paradigm 
that old bro network is done. All the mm, things are gone. So it's true. all broken. We it's are living so concurrently true. with it. Yes. But it, the more we put in, oh, the more we put in, we get to make the new world so that our children, grandchildren that are 15 and 17, they're both part of the LGBTQ community. And I'll tell you what, I am so excited for this world and where it's headed and what can yeah. be. But we've got to get out there and we have to put our vision in the world, and which to me is why so many beautiful, amazing people are becoming coaches. They're sharing their stories. They're sharing their life. Yeah. They're sharing their hope and their light. That's changing our world. It wasn't possible five, 10 years ago. It wasn't happening. And yeah. it's here oh, now. And so take true. advantage of it. Run forward every bit of the way. That's mm -hmm. so true. Well, Thank you for sharing that because yes, it did. Um, it did touch me and, um, I wholeheartedly agree with everything that you have shared. Um, I just, I, I know the power that's there and how important it is for people to hear it, which is why I do this show so that I can help create the avenue for people to, to share mm -hmm. that. Um, my next question is, it feels like a leap from where we just were, but, um, as you look back on your journey and all these different start again moments and, um, the lessons that we accumulate along the way, what do you think is the common theme for you in your lessons? The common theme for me, being human is glorious. It's a gift as much as we look down on it and we all want to get to that more pinnacled spiritual place, no matter what yeah. your belief system, to realize that we exist because the creator wanted to know why and what, and we all became. And so just having the experience of being human, however many incarnations you have, whatever you believe, doesn't matter. We experience, and it's precious. It is a precious thing. And I think that's the one thing that I've learned that I, that I hold to the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just don't even know what to say to that. That is so beautiful. Um, let me ask you this question because I feel like we just barely touched on it. Um, tell us a little bit more about the work you do. I'm going to say mm -hmm. work you do. Um, and you know, the, maybe one of your favorite client stories, but the, the types of transformations that you're helping people through. Oh, absolutely. Most of the people that I work with have maybe looked a little bit at spirituality or have a, a small basis with it, but they're also extremely successful. I have a tendency to gather too many people who are already pretty successful in whatever that they're doing, but they know there's gotta be more. And one of my favorite clients, Erica Lesser Heart, um, extremely, extremely talented woman. Um, she just knew she always describes it as though she was just standing in a corner. It's like, what else is there? There's gotta be more than this. There has to be, but she could not see it and she couldn't understand it. And she'd never delved into any of this kind of stuff. And we started working together and now it's not uncommon for her to call in her higher self, which is what I do with people is to help create their business with that in alignment. And her business has exploded, completely changed. Total, it's the same business, but totally gone into a new realm because she added in her spirituality and her soul's desire to express. And now she does multidimensional learning, not just 
a course here and there, and she works with major league players. So it, it those are the, the kinds of transformations that I'm talking about. People that totally leave one thing and shift it up into where they belong, where they feel the best. Yes. And they do it because they feel it, not because I tell them. Yes. Well, mm, and but, I think that's the, that's mm-hmm. the thing about any truly inspirational, impactful coach or guru or mentor is they're essentially walking you back home to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And, it has and to be in alignment. They're teaching you how not to need them essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, it's so powerful and so rewarding. Um, yeah. I just believe that we all have such a big purpose here and no matter how small you feel that purpose is, the ripple effect is huge. The Super ripple important. effect is huge. And mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because um, we, I, I think in some recent interviews, we've sort of been dancing around this and kind of coming close to touching on it. Um, but this idea of your life purpose, I think a lot of people, there's a myth that it needs to be so big and like mm. earth shattering and your purpose can be, can feel so tiny to you. And I think the reason part of it feels small is that it's so natural and authentic for you that it feels easy. So it feels mm-hmm. simple and that's what makes it feel small. But in all reality, it has this ripple effect. And when you step into it and when you are this truly authentic version of yourself, living your purpose, whatever that is, that's where the impact has the furthest reach. And I, I, I like your, your visual of the ripple effect, because I think that's really what it, it does and what it looks like. I agree. I agree. And I, I always bring everyone back to our true purpose here is to find and live joy. The more you can do that, the more effect you have on the planet, whether you do that through the rewarding work you do, the fun you have doesn't matter. Finding that space and the balance of joy, that is, I think, our creator-given drive is to find that. And that's what we're all looking for. Yeah. And I I love that it's so different for everyone. It should be. It should be it should uniquely be. different. My, my yes. kids, often I will tell them, how boring would this world be if we were all the same? Yeah. We're not supposed to be the same. We're supposed to be our unique selves. And, you know, my youngest daughter, the worst thing in the world for her right now is that someone thinks she's weird. And I'm like, we're all weird. <laughs> That's her superpower. <laughs> you need to own yeah. your weirdness. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is it for you. But, um, yeah, it's, yes. it's, it is amazing that we are all so different. And um, I think that really simplifies it for people. If you if someone were to come and say, what's, what's my life purpose? And you answer with a question, which is what brings you the most joy? That's going to be the fastest way to get you there. Absolutely. Being yeah. your authentically you with yeah. what gives you the most joy and has the most impact, to be quite honest. And sometimes that's just showing people that even when the world's crazy, you can be joyous and you can share that little bit, that one tiny little bit. I never go anywhere without giving a smile, a hug, a dollar, a something I give of myself. So that I'm giving some aspect of joy to another human being. To me, that's a purpose. And that's all it has to be. That's all it has to be. We, we as humans do tend to overcomplicate things, don't we? Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? 
when you're on the other side and you're done with this particular lifetime. That's what you're graded on in your own mind because we're the only ones that do that. We go home, we're, we're ex supremely accepted no matter what um, because many lifetimes are learning lifetimes. Yes. Um, but you look at the joy. How much joy did I attain? How did I feel? How much did I give? How much was I able to impact my world in a really positive way? And that's what you remember. Yeah. It's all the memories, all the beautiful things that we've had. And I, I truly believe that that's our purpose for being. You know, you're giving that back to the creator. Creator couldn't yeah. be human. He has us for that. Or they yeah. have us for that is a better way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I, I completely wholeheartedly agree with all of that. Did you know I'm Reiki certified? My Reiki master and intuitive guide, Kit McKillop, is sponsoring this episode. While I am certain her intuition is spot on, don't simply take my word for it. Her gentle spirit will guide you along your path in a way that feels like home. She has opened registration for a new class offering called Claim Your Energy, which is designed to help empaths and highly sensitive people learn the basics of energetic exchange. Do you ever wonder why it can be overwhelming and feel draining to be in large groups of people? She will teach you easy tools and techniques to ground, center, and shield your energy in this course. Claim your energy with Kit at kitmckillop.com. Use promo code SIMPLYSHAUNA to save 20%. Now let's get back to the show. So my, my next question I, is my most favorite question that I ask on this podcast because I get such varied answers and such amazing wisdom comes out of it. Um, but my question for you is, when you look back to the younger you, what advice would you give her? Oh, that's a really good question. Be you sooner. Be oh. you sooner. Don't worry about anybody else's opinion. Be you sooner. If I had followed my own guidance in my inner being of knowing how psychic I was, how connected I was to spirit, and how wise I was being born in a world that's becoming new, and I had been that earlier, I had had a whole lot more joy in my life. I wouldn't have been pushed and shoved and nudged and all the things to have to restart so that I could get there. Yes. But yeah, just being me sooner. Yeah. And you touched on something there with your answer, which I think is so true. And it does come out in this podcast as we talk about these start again moments, but it's, it's those moments that bring us to our knees that point us to where we're, our soul is wanting us to go the whole time anyways. So they feel like these monumental losses or whatever, but it really is just a redirection to where you had chosen to go initially. Exactly. But, you know, I wouldn't have the ability to understand, comprehend, and connect the way that I do with the people that I have the honor of being able to be connected to, if I hadn't been there, you know, people yes. listen to my life and I've given you a tiny scope of what I've done. I mean, I've done things with names that people would be like, yeah, you're, I don't even speak it because people wouldn't believe it. Yeah. I've had a life that has been amazing in all of its craziness, but every minute of it, gave me a little tiny something that I can equate and somebody else can connect with me 
And now I have all of that wisdom and I'm happy to have done it. Could it have been more elegant? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine could have. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I treasure each and every one of those moments. I don't see one time where I made a mistake yeah. that I didn't learn from. They're oh, all, for sure. Every one of my foibles have given me a depth of knowledge, understanding, wisdom, compassion, something that has helped to complete where I'm at now. And I wouldn't try it any of that. Yeah. Oh, I, t I totally agree. And you know, that's why they say hindsight's twenty twenty because you can look mm -hmm. in the rearview mirror and you're like, oh, now I see how this piece added to this, added to that, to give you this whole wide perspective that I think, honestly, we wouldn't be able to have if we hadn't experienced some of those things personally, um, which I think from a, a parent's perspective, I, you can tell me if you agree with this, but I feel like that's one of the most difficult things of being a parent <laughs> is being able to watch this. I often refer to it as a train wreck. Like you see the train wreck is about to happen and it doesn't matter what you say or do. They still have to be in the experience of that wreck to learn their own lesson and to gather their mm -hmm. own wisdom and knowledge and Oh man, that's hard to watch. Yeah, it's really hard to watch. My son's 42 and my daughter is 26. She actually moved on her own from this tiny little Parkersburg, West Virginia, tiny little itty bitty. We have 30,000 people here to Austin, Texas, just oh. to go be. And you want to talk about some fear. I'll tell you what, but that child has um, just amazed me with it just amazed me. But yeah, sometimes I think as a parent, when we speak up, they actually push the gas and go faster right towards that train wreck. Yes, so it's do. a good idea to just kind of hope that you've, you've given them everything they, they need to be able to pass through that. But yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. I have a, mm -hmm. a, several friends who are in the phase of sending their kids to college right now. And I remember those early days I've sent, I've launched two mm -hmm. fully into adulthood. And, um, there is this moment where you're like, Oh gosh, did I, did I teach them all the things I, I need to teach them? them? Did I prepare them properly? Mm -hmm. And you just can't possibly tell them everything that they need to know. They, they have to go and mess up. Um, but yes, mm -hmm. you're right. As soon as you, you say too much, they get ahead, <laughs> just keep on faster. going. So I have just learned yeah. to kind of observe, ask a few mm -hmm. questions for them. And to, to be the one that themselves. they come to. That's what I try my best to be. That's is the I one think, that they feel most comfortable to come to. Yes. When they need the help or they need the guidance or they need then they all do kind of get there. They, they do. They do. They do. Yeah. yeah I, I have to remind myself sometimes like the goal is not to prevent them from experiencing their own life. Like they signed up to have this human life just like I did. So I can't mm -hmm. keep that experience from them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to be in the observer. Yeah. And <laughs> now sure. with grandchildren who are just getting into the world, it's oh, an yes. even scarier proposition in some ways because their connection with the world is so different from anything I've experienced. So I don't even have that. You know, my kids, I kind of understood the world enough to know kind of where they were headed. Yeah. Well, the world is really different now. It is. And our children are connecting with it in ways that most of us adults, it just goes right over your head. And that, you know, it's like, do they have everything? And I've got to go to faith. Yeah, they have everything they need to survive it just as much as I did. So, yeah, yes. it's you got to have some faith in there and something. It is true, mm -hmm. and you know, I have I have four children ranging in age from ten to twenty nine, and so I've mm -hmm. got bigs and littles, and it very much is well, 
Interestingly enough, all four of them are technically different generations. So I have four mm -hmm. generations of children, but um, the littles versus the bigs, the world that they're growing up in is so vastly different, different. even in that little mm -hmm. amount of time um, that I, you know, oftentimes my older ones will be like, well, I, I didn't get to do bloody blah, blah. And why are you? And I'm like, it's just your, it's an apples to oranges comparison right now. Cause it's a different world that they're growing up in. Yeah. Liz. Yeah, it is. But it's, you know, it's for as scary as it is, the, the opportunities that they have and we've given them a base of something good to, to springboard into. I can't wait to see what happens. There's some amazing beings on this planet that are 15 and under. And I'm, I'm talking amazing things that we would never have even thunk of. Literally. Yes. It's, it's, it's going to be, the, the future is bright. I really the believe The future that. is bright. And it, it's interesting because um, I would say the last couple of years for me is kind of my, my awakening moment later in life. Right. And initially I think it is a disheartening feeling where, Oh my gosh, this world is so broken and so many issues. But I, I will tell you the more I learn and the more I lean into it and um, I see the younger generation and kind of everything that they are bringing to the table, it is so hope filled and so encouraging and inspiring that um, I don't know. It's just, it's a really great feeling. And I, I feel like we're, we're destined for greatness and yes, there's going to be some stumbles and yes, there's going to be some things breaking down and it's going to look scary for a lot of people, but big picture, I'm like, oh my gosh, but we're getting to such a better place. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. It's, it's an amazing world that we're heading into. And the more that each one of us puts our vision into it, the more beautiful it's going to become. Yeah, totally. Well, and speaking of future, like as we're looking forward and being encouraged, um, what do you now believe is possible for your own life? For my own life? Oh, my goodness. Um, we are getting ready to travel the world, which is something I've always wanted to do. I've got my business set up now where I can work pretty much from anywhere. Um, I just want to travel. I want to see and I want to experience and I want to do. I lived through COVID. Um I want to get back out there and I want yeah. to experience the world and I want to be able to share my ability in all of every client that I've ever had. They call me their fairy godmother. I'm able to just kind of sprinkle the fairy dust and their life changes. And I want to give that gift because it's a gift that was given to me yes. to as many people as I possibly can and as many parts of this world as I can get my fingers into. I absolutely love it. So that's where I'm headed. Um, my business is just amazing. I love what I do. I just love my people. I love what I do. And I know I could do that from anywhere. So I think we're, we're, we're on a really good, good path for being able to experience that. I love that. Um, that's a little bit of the same kind of answer that I get from a lot of people is, you know, pretty much whatever I want to do next is where mm -hmm. I'm going, but you have some really specific ideas of what that looks like, which I think, um, makes it so much more realistic. I and... want to go back home first. Yeah. I, I miss Sedona. I miss the energy of the West, those open skies and all that beautiful, beautiful energy. So I think that's where we'll be heading first. And from there, I'm not real sure. I know I want to do retreats and things. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. That's on my agenda as well. Retreats. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't spent 
any time in Sedona. It's kind of, it's, it's one of those that keeps coming back to me that I'm like, okay, I probably need to say I'm a kind of trepidation, you know, a little bit of trepidation. Is that the right word? I haven't been there in 30 some years, so I I, am sure it's changed vastly, but I was so connected with the earth and with the energy that I don't know that that's changed. Maybe the outward appearances and all that. But when I step on home ground, I think I'll be able to, to reconnect and I, I miss a lot of that. I love where I'm at. I, we have beautiful, eight beautiful acres of old growth oak in the, some of the most beautiful country in the world. And I love it here as well, but I, I miss home. Yeah, I do. I miss home. I still live in home uh, in the Austin, Texas area, actually. How are you? Yes, it's beautiful there. Oh, isn't it beautiful? It is beautiful. I do think it is the, the prettiest part of the state. Um, it's in the heart of mm-hmm. Texas. So yes, I, I do is. love that. Um but yeah, I, I have, I ha- it's funny because I was talking to a guest recently and she was saying how, you know, she had lived this wanderlust filled life and she had traveled and gone all these places. And I was a little bit like reaching, you know, like living vicariously through her. She's like, and, mm-hmm. and now I have the desire to be very grounded. I need to go back home. I want to feel, you know, grounded to yeah. earth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so grounded. <laughs> I'm ready to <laughs> wander my way through the world <laughs> you want to wander around a little bit but you have a, a beautiful essence around you and you know i've been able to visit austin twice now um we and with covid kind of shut quite a bit of that down she's been gone four oh, years sure. um the energy there as far as i'm concerned is it's truly heartland literally heartland of the world and when people think of texas they think of this crazy different state that is all extremely Republican and very, you know, there's a lot of misnomers about what exists. That's true. And I'm telling you, Austin is to me, and I've been all over the United States, is the LA of this side of the country that's so open and so beautiful. And the people are amazing. I did not meet one human being there that I wouldn't have pulled in as family. Just absolutely amazing people. So you live in a really good place. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very true. Thank you for that reminder, because I think so, so many times I, you know, desire to leave and travel and go, you know, spend time and live somewhere else, anywhere else. Um, and it, it actually did take me a long time to come to terms with the fact that this is a really great place. It really is. Um, it's your best. Yeah. Yes. I wish <laughs> you are. far fewer mm-hmm. people would um, be learning that because we've got so many folks living, moving oh, hey, in. You know, <laughs> crowded thank you, at the moment, thank but, you Elon. That was but, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 But it is a really great place and um, mm-hmm. the people are amazing. And yeah. it's, it's interesting the times I've gone other places and, you know, we do this thing that I didn't realize not everyone does where we just kind of wave to people as you're driving down the road. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying is that people are amazing. You and don't get I, that anywhere else. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that was abnormal until I had started traveling other places. I'm like, okay. you do that other places and people pull a gun out and say, back up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like yeah, it. You are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do think it it's quickly becoming with so many people moving in, there's quickly becoming where you can tell who's, who's from here and who's not from here. As to how right. how how acclimated are you getting to that kind of way of being? Um, but yeah, it's thank inclusive. You for that it's beautiful. Yeah, no, you're you're in a really beautiful place in the country, and yes. even just the earth energies there yes. are exciting. 
They're not boring. They're not, there's a lot of energy for you to utilize. If you get into manifesting with the earth ley lines and all the things, Yes, it's really powerful there. Yeah. Yeah. It is good reminder. Thank you. Well, so my last question is, um, for my audience, how can people find you? Oh, I hop onto my Facebook. It's just Leanne Romine. I do a live every Monday called mystic magnetic. And I just, I ask for questions. I talk about whatever I feel like talking about, about manifesting and all this stuff. Sometimes I do a reading, sometimes I'll pull a card, but most often it's just what's going on in the world and how we can all be a part of helping and changing. Um, and then I have my rise event, which is free. It's once a month, the third Monday of every month at 2 PM Eastern. And that's, I just ask that people register so that I can sit with the names and I can really connect. I have an ability to connect with people's higher self and soul. And I want to guide everyone that's in there into something very personally transforming. And so I ask that they register first so that I have a little bit of, little bit of leeway to just sit and hold that. Um, yeah, that energy is really important. So that, and I will give you the link for that. If not, you can find it on, on my Facebook page. I will be sure to include those links in the show notes so people can pop over there to um, mm -hmm. find you. And then I have um, leanromine.com tells a little bit more about me. And then my business is Ignite You Global. And that's also a .com. And then it has my um, courses and the, the coaching and all that kind of stuff. But I, I like people to come in and get to know me. I have a mini series that's called Lost to Limitless. They can watch. That's also on the on my Facebook page so that they know me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, you're doing amazing things in the world. So thank you for taking time out to come and chat with us. It's been so nice to get to know you. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you so much. Did you like this episode or did you love it? Inquiring minds want to know. The best way to support this show is to subscribe and leave a review. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Mm -hmm.